So this evening, I, I don't know, uh, I, I think it's probably all our experience when we talk to folk about Zen practice or meditation, that the general view is that, um, that we're doing it to find peace. You know, or, you'll be, or you've been on a retreat, you're going to feel really peaceful. That's, that's the plan. You know, we'll find some peace. And in fact, uh, certainly to begin with, and probably on an ongoing basis, meditation actually causes havoc. It causes trouble. Because, uh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I'm sure you've all had experience, anybody that's, that's worked with beginners uh, who've just started meditation, that they, they, they find or, or, or reference that all kinds of thoughts and problems and issues start to arise for them. And, and actually what they came for was peace. Um, um, but in fact, what we're really offering is awareness. We're not offering peace, we're offering awareness. Um, and at the same time, the, you know, the, for all of us, I think, we can identify with people who, who, who have agitated minds or restless minds. I think all of us can, can, can understand that. Um, and it, it can become a kind of conundrum or a contradiction, certainly even for seasoned practitioners, that we assume that we'll find some peace. Uh, and in fact, what we find is that uh, a thought start going round and round and round, and um, yeah, how does that happen? What's that about? Uh, on the one hand, yeah, well, you have, um, particularly because it seems to be in contradiction to what the Buddha said. I, I teach only one thing, suffering and the end of suffering. Um, and it, it can feel like, well, that's not true. Uh, and certainly if we if we practice on a regular basis as um, as in meditation or, or we see ourselves as, 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 as practitioners in the tradition uh, we, we sincerely want to let go of these negative emotions uh, and whatever it is that causes the suffering. And then there's the contradiction because actually, sometimes anyway, we don't want to let go. Because if we let go, or we get rid of this stuff, we don't know what will be on the other side. And so we can get into this kind of strange place of of, 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 we become afraid of not practicing and simultaneously we become afraid of practicing. So we're kind of on the rock, on the rack. We want to practice and at the same time we're a bit nervous about it because what will the out outcome be? And I think, you know, anybody that's been in the, in the traditional training for, for, a, for, for any length of time will have experienced that sense of fear that arises when the, the small self feels like it's going to disappear down a black hole and we get really nervous and we back off and it's not what we really want. Um, yeah, so we're fearful. If we carry on practicing, what will a new territory look like? Uh, it, will it, be, it, it could even be worse than the one I've got now. 
Yeah. And the important, I think the important thing to remember is, is that when we reach this place, this place of contradiction and conflict, which, which may arise or not arise at various times, um, that we observe it without judgment. That seems to be the mantra. So to observe, observe all these things, be aware of them, but to be aware of them without judgment. And I, 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 I'm, I'm in the same, I'm in the court where judgment uh, is, can become an addiction. I think most of us can be familiar with that time when we, we can be really judgmental. Um, we become unnecessarily judgmental of ourselves and we become negative. Um, and perhaps one of the lessons that we can learn from the practice and from meditation is just how much energy goes into this, how much energy goes into judging ourselves and, uh, and hoping that perhaps something some some view or some solution will arise out of the judgment and we give ourselves each time you know i'll just i just i'll go around the block once more with the judge maybe something will come up maybe maybe i'll change and uh yeah from my experience it doesn't work so how, how do we work with this aspiration for awakening or awareness and also our um, perhaps addiction is too strong a word but our attachment to the to our ideas our views the things that we that we you know that we're, that we're caught up in um which can be quite compulsive and really hard to get rid of so how do we deal with that i can only say uh, very patiently and gently. Very patiently and gently. The contradiction of wanting to be free and um, our attachment to who we are and where we are, i.e. to non-freedom. <clears throat> and so be aware, be patient, be gentle. And if we keep on practicing, you know, and I think all of us have said this over and over, that the practice is a, an ongoing daily, if you like, or a, a, it's, it's, a, it's a commitment that's, that, that we have to really stick with on a day-to-day -day basis. Not necessarily, we don't have necessarily have to sit every day, but carrying that awareness that we are in a practice, we are in a tradition, we are, as it, we are working, working on ourselves. Um, and if we do this, um, it, it, we, we don't make a conscious decision to make the practice a priority. What happens is that it becomes a priority. Uh, so, and, and then when it becomes a priority, we start to, and, 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 and we take on board this idea of 
the, the, the wish not to judge ourselves, to be patient, to be gentle with this process, with this contradiction of wanting to be free and at the same time being attached to the things that trap us. <sighs> yeah, so it's not really about discipline. You know, I think discipline is too strong a word. Um, maybe it's more about becoming really fond and affectionate with the practice, maybe even learning to love the practice. Um, so we, we, we bring our awareness to bear in a gentle way toward our resistance. And we make an effort not to judge it, just to hold it gently uh, and allow things to gradually change. And I think one of the things that eases us and allows us to be more fond and uh, more, more attached to the practice uh, is if we, we hold or we, 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 we recognize that resistance we have and instead of kicking against it, we're, we're like, maybe like it, we would be with, uh, with a friend who we want to encourage. We say to ourselves, come on, you know, come on. Yeah. So just to reiterate, you know, the, the kind of essence of the practice is that we do and it is difficult, we turn inwards towards whatever arises. We turn inwards to whatever arises. And um, this is what, uh, gosh, who does spiritual materialism? Who wrote spiritual materialism? Uh, Trumper. Yeah, Trumper, yeah. Trump, tr that, this, 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 is, this is what Trumper calls being a warrior. I mean, it's the opposite of our general sense of being a warrior, but this kind of fearlessness, uh, a kind or a soft fearlessness uh, toward turning into what gives us fear or worries us, that's, that he calls that a warrior spirit. So we look at our fears and we look at them again and again. And we, we don't try and um, eradicate them. We just keep aware of them and we keep turning into them um, and observe them. And I can say sincerely from a long, many years of practice that you know, when we take when we take refuge in a tradition or the practice or awareness, um, we will have times when um, it feels wonderful and, and 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 the best thing, you know, and and we'll have an opening uh, or an awareness, and we're 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 riding high, and then it'll drop away. Um, it we'll close up again. It's, it seems to be the way of things. Um, but the thing is to, that we did have that experience. We did have that awareness and it becomes, and it can be an inspiration to carry on with the practice. So ups and downs, openings and closings, all these things, uh, the more we experience them, the more familiar we get with them and the more prepared we are 
to be less judgmental about them. Uh, and perhaps the, the, uh, the final outcome of this, hopefully, is that we become more real to ourselves and to other folk. You know, we're not, we're not hiding or guarding ourselves as much as we may have done. <clears throat> I've got a quote here by uh, some, some of you may be familiar with him, uh, uh, Mark Epstein. I, I, I'm not, I just got the quote, but apparently he's a psychiatrist and psychotherapist. And, and he, the quote from his here is, our endless repetitive thinking interferes with our ability to connect with our, with our own world. Isolated in our heads, we yearn for the kind of connection that our own thinking guards against so our own thinking guards against what it is that we want uh, you know another contradiction this the whole practice is full of contradictions and paradoxes and finally uh, uh, suzuki wrote uh, roshi a reading from suzuki roshi not dt uh, the other other suzuki he says <clears throat> he talked about the love of the process of awakening rather than idealizing a point out there in the future where something is going to happen. Once you love the practice of awakening, it doesn't matter whether something called awakening ever happens. The moment you love the process of ending suffering, it doesn't matter whether or not suffering ever ends. That love of the practice of ending, of ending suffering will probably be all the awakening that you would ever desire. Isn't that lovely? So he's saying, you know, the, just the process of wanting to end or loving the practice of ending suffering is itself the awakening that you might aspire to. And um, yeah, he was, a, he was a, a, a lovely teacher, Suzuki Roshi. I really liked him, liked his books. I, I, of course, I never met him. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's, that's me done. I don't know whether any of that resonated or was familiar it is for me um yeah so to do 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 comments ask a question leave the meeting whatever you feel like okay hi hi andy hi roshi as a, a relative beginner, that was uh, really good to hear because I've already experienced some of the sort of uh, roller coaster, if you like, of practice being one way and then totally changing and expecting it to be something and learning not to expect anything. So it was really nice to hear that. Thank you. Thanks. That's great to hear from you as well. Somebody who's just started. <laughs> Thank you. Hi, John. Hi, Roshi. Hi, John. Um, it just occurred to me with your, your, uh, what you're saying that um, about resistance. Yeah. You know, that uh, my, my resistance is as they, they appear in sitting are probably, I think, the best guide, well, certainly the best guide to where I'm stuck, but, but also the best guide to where the you know, the possibility of some sort of liberation is. Yeah. It's a sort of indicator. Um, uh, it, even if that's just resistance to 
getting out of bed and sitting in the morning, you know? Yes, yeah, sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, no. a bit like a compass direction, I suppose. Yeah, isn't that interesting? You know, where we're stuck is where we can find openness as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks, John. Thank you. Hello, Roshi. Oh, Karen, hi. Hi. Oh, I, th I think somebody might have been before me. It's all right, Karen, you go. Okay. Um, I think I must have, or I still do spend, or have done, spent the majority of my practice in my head, in my thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I thought I haven't been. And I don't know what you think about this, but what I've been doing in the last three or four months is spending time with my breath, just with my breath. Yeah. And the more I spend time focusing from the mind down into my breath, then somehow I'm not thinking. I'm not thinking the same, not thinking, but just, it's, it's not so stuck up here. And I was just wondering what you thought about that practice um, of focusing on the breath, because it's always been there in, in, in Zen, but um, I forgot all about it. Yeah, Karen, I completely agree with you. These basic practices, like even counting, counting breaths, you know, because yeah. the very beginning is fantastic. Mm. Any, 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 any fo focus that we can find to take us away from the thoughts mm. is, is so restful. Yeah. <laughs> kind of refreshing and inspirational. And yeah. But I completely agree with you. Sometimes you just forget <laughs> about these simple, you know, very, yeah, and, and, and remembering to come back to them. Yeah, so thanks, thanks a lot for reminding us of that. It's really important. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Mark, yeah. Hi. Hi. Um, yeah, I was just sitting, you know, sitting today, and. Um, have my dog in my room and it's just licking and snoring. <laughs> really annoying me. I'm like, you know, and I thought I'm going to throw you out in a minute if you keep this up. And um, I, was, you know, I started thinking, what, what is this resistance? Why does it matter? What does it matter if he's breathing heavy? Why is it annoying me so much? Why am I so, you know? And the more I sort of tried to let it in, I did find after half an hour, it didn't bother me. Mm. But I did have to spend that half an hour learning to accept it. <laughs> yeah. And your very kind dog probably completely accepted you and your resistance. Yeah, exactly. And, and my horrible breathing. And your horrible breathing and even your smell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, Mark. Thank you. Hi, Roshi. It's Monica. Hi. Hi. Um, what you said earlier on about practice and how it becomes a, a regular thing and how it changes the feeling. 
as a new person, I'm beginning to realize that I am wanting it more almost. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't know, um, I'm not putting any attachment to it. I'm, I'm really not. Uh, but I find I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Isn't that uh, nice? Yeah. So I'm, you know, it, it's not an, <laughs> annoying me yet, if you know what I mean. I'm, yeah. I'm, I, the resistance isn't quite there yet. So I, am, I think you mentioned something earlier on, I can't remember the word you used, but yes, it's the more I seem to be practicing or the more I sit, the more I want to sit. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, that's really true. And I think what happens is when you, when, when, when you, for, for whatever reason happens, so you, 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 you don't sit, so you give up the practice, you, you, you forget why it was you were practicing. You forget that that pleasure mm -hmm. it's hard to get back into again it's, i think it's why people leave practice for a while and then it's not until the shit hits the fan for them they come back yeah but thank you thanks for that monica thank you hi roshi hey hi julie thank you for that i really um enjoyed the talk and it resonated a lot and I just had I think the worst sitting I've had in six years it was really really hard sitting and my body's just racked in a lot of pain just because of the condition at the moment and I was sitting there the whole time fighting it and wondering why I was sitting and why do I turn up here on a Wednesday and why do I turn up with a sanger at other times yeah. and then as you were speaking and you talked about the love for the practice and the affection all these tears kind of bubbled up in me as it resonated and reminded me. And I think that idea of forgetting um, is so important because I think I forget sometimes just why I do it. Mm. And that's when the resistance as well really kicks in. Yeah, yeah. So it's lovely to be reminded. Thank you, thank you. And I'm, I'm with you, sometimes it just pisses you off. <laughs> yeah. The practice, I mean, yeah. Thank you. <clears throat> okay folks should we do the 4 hours